Exactly. You know, this is this is what you know. This is what the females are feeding on, and they expect they see these things, and then they expect their boyfriend who's in in uni, you know, hustling for wow. to be able to buy the same Gucci bag that you know that Jay Z bought for Beyonce, and then. <laughs> and most of these guys go into debt trying to live up to these standards, you know, and this in this can hand in hand then lead to depression because they're so in debt trying to live up to a standard. And now they they're looking at a 10K debt and thinking, how did I get here? And most people just think I can never pay this back. And unfortunately, some people end up taking their life for some of these reasons. I am Daniel Itomi, your host, and welcome to the 20-something Experience Podcast, where we listen and learn from the lives and experiences of young adults across the world. Hey guys, we're back with another episode, and this time we're speaking about mental health, but not just mental health on its own, we're speaking about mental health as it relates to men, and I've got a special guest here with me. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi uh, guys, my name is Emir Bassi and um, most people say I'm a fitness trainer, um, also a mechanical engineer by mechanical engineering graduate. Um, I run several businesses as well. Um, I'm glad to be here and talking about such an important um, topic in the time that we're hundred percent, hundred percent, and I, 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 like, thank you for that introduction. It's, it's good that you say, say it's important because I think a lot of society, and I will speak, like, for nine, not for Nigeria, but I'll speak like uh, relating to Nigeria specifically. It's that in this society, it is not spoken about enough. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that were kind of far, far behind it. And obviously, you're Nigerian as well, so you know that even with like Nigerian parents that are in the diaspora, so in the America and um, England and so on and so forth. It's not something that is spoken about with every parent. Like, you know how it's like, why is it such a taboo? And the craziest thing is that you would think that, you know, us, like the younger people, we would be able to speak about it more, but there are still little nuances because ultimately it's what our parents tell us that we grew up with. I think it's cultural so, cultural constructs that we have to unlearn. Exactly. And unfortunately, I think our generation is not doing um, enough in terms of unlearning it. And, uh, you know, we can do better. I mean, there is, there is a little bit more now and we're making, and we're taking strides in unlearning some things. But I think this is something that, you know, focus hasn't been emphasized on greatly and, and even with the whole COVID thing happening, I, I've taken a standpoint from where I don't think that the governments around the world have emphasized enough on uh, mental health and people's um, just general health. In you know, there hasn't been as much emphasis on that, which I think would be a big issue when we come out of the situation that we're in to the new normal. You know, you will find that mental health would be a bigger problem than when we went into the situation that we're in today. So it is um, something that is very close to me as someone who's been through been through it myself as well, you know, being through depression, anxiety, whatever you can call it. Um, so I, it's, I think it's, very, it's something that's really important. And I think we will dig deeper into it as we get into some of the things that we're going to talk about today. 
Yeah, honestly, and like to add to that, it's like it's kind of like when you speak about se- like sex and sexual health. Like parents and people, older adults, and everyone, we know it's an awkward topic, but you have it, and even if you don't have it directly, you say things like, "Oh, don't have sex before you get married." For more religious people, don't, um, don't do this, don't do that. Right? You end up, you still have it, even though it's awkward. So. Why can't you do the same with mental health? And for me, as a Christian, I believe like there are three types of health. There's your physical, the spiritual, and the mental. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they say, ultimately, not they say, but ultimately, the spiritual one is kind of like, it's the overbearing one. But there's like, physical health is one thing, but mental health is, it's the same. Like we take care of our bodies, but we don't take care of our minds. I think they're all and tying, for you, the, they're all tying yeah? each other as well. Yeah. yeah. We're all feeding to each other. So they're just as important, you know, it is, you can't, it's like you can't take one or the other. For instance, I'm someone who that is true. physical fitness is up there, but I still suffered from depression and, and anxiety. So, um, you know, you can't pick one over the other. It's something that we all have to consider as important, you know, and, you know, when I aligned my spiritual well-being as well, you know, I felt a lot better in terms of, you know, just as a human you know, um, I think it's important yeah. to take all those different things into consideration and, and place them all as important. You can't pick one over the other. Exactly. Can you tell us a bit more about your own um, experience with uh, mental health issues? Um, I think my, my experience was, was more um, suppression. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about, and I think it's something that is very, very um, peculiar in the male population. We do suppress a lot of things, and we don't realize that all this does it. It just piles up, and you end up frustrated. And there's so much pressure. So especially someone like me who sticks out the norm, doesn't go into you know the the direction of go get a degree, get a job, you know take a different path of trying to do something for myself and, you know, to forge a future for myself, essentially, which is not what it would normally be. There is already that pressure on yourself and then society adds to that. So, you know, at times you are anxious and, you know, those times at uni where I was, you know, essentially depressed, I just didn't talk to anyone about it. Um, And you find mechanisms to kind of give you a high, you know, for some people it's drinking, for me it was sex. And, you know, and I think the the moment I kind of accepted that I was having an issue, I was able to then seek the help that I needed and I got to a better place where I am today. So um, that's my personal experience in a nutshell. It is so much more of a bigger conversation, but um, in a nutshell, that's my personal experience. Honestly, and like to... To add to that, you know, men are often expected to be breadwinners and to be strong and dominant and in control. And while these inherently inherently are not like bad things, but they can make it harder for men to reach out. And like you said, it was hard for you to like reach out and open up because you I don't I don't know like your background, but you suppress things. You know, and that is, and with that pressure, because there's that expectation that, you know what, this is a big, strong man. So as like, you have, you're a big, strong guy. And the expectation is that that's how you should be in the inside as well. But that's not always the case. It's not, it's not always the case. Yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> it's not always the case. Some of the biggest guys I know are the biggest studies you ever find. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not always the case. Honestly. 
and it's it's unfortunate because society and this is even going for young people and the truth i think we all should accept the truth is that people do see things like crying and opening up as a sign of weakness because Mm -hmm. how many like if you if you did like an anonymous poll and you ask people like oh like how many of you think that like oh if this guy guy cries it makes him a bit like less of a man and i i guarantee you'll see a sizable number of people although like the trend is changing but it's yeah. true because people may not say, okay, yeah, fair enough, tell me about emotions, like guys should like open up more and everything. But yeah. when you then go to other things like being more in touch with their emotions, like if you ask some like people of the opposite sex that, like, oh, would you want to get that's like strong or being in touch of um, with their emotions? And the real question is like, why does being in touch um, with your emotions make you weak? Mm. I think the norms of masculinity, I think that's... Um, that's something that I will blame it on, like the social responsibility of a man and the traditional gender role plays a role in why men are less likely to discuss or seek help for their mental health problems. You know, men are often expected to be the breadwinners, like you said, the man of the house, be strong, dominant and in control. While these are inherently bad things, they can make it harder for us men to reach out for help and open up. And I'm sure, like you said, growing up as a boy, you probably heard things like, stop crying, they'll laugh at you, man up, son. Exactly. These only teach a boy at a young age to disconnect from their emotions. In result, breeding men who can't speak openly about their emotions. And this alone is a big issue because studies show that actually men may be less able to recognize symptoms of their mental health problems in themselves and less likely to reach out for support. And before you know it, some, sometimes it's too late you know, the damage already done. So I think it's just the norms of masculinity and that's what you can blame it on. Like you said, you know, what's expected of a man. Honestly, and do you think like societal pressures are way too high for men? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, You know, I'll give you a good example. When a, a woman meets a man and introduces him to her family and friends, most likely the question will be, what does he do? Oh, you're rich, rich, huh? Like, when a man meets a woman, yep. on the other hand, the question is most likely, what does she look like? Where's she from? Damn, bro, she's fine. Do you, get, do you see the contrast? Like, yeah. that right there explains the pressure of women to look, quote, unquote, quote, good to society standards. And obviously men, which is the focus of today, to, do, to be doing good and have it all figured out, have a good job, business, have a house, be a provider and all that jazz. Like these combination of things form an idea of a perfect man according to today's society, creating pressure that leads to stress, anxiety, depression, and many other health conditions. Like I'll give you, I'll use a, I'll use an analogy, analogy right? Because I like to explain things with like stories. Imagine yeah. a flexible hollow tube is a man's journey through life. The start of the tube is the tap the beginning of a man's life, where the water, the flow of water, right? And the other end of the tube is when he has to leave the world. If you apply enough external pressure onto this hollow tube, it will not only narrow the tube, most likely agitating the flow, but in some cases stop the flow. With the oh, wow. rate of men, right? The pressure doesn't only make it harder for men to get through life, it makes it harder for a man to achieve their full potential at the end of it all. In other words, 
the amount of water that emerges at the end of the tube will be much less if it even gets to the end before the pressure stops it. You know, the pressure outside wow. also builds pressure inside, which makes the time taken to get to the end much quicker, which might explain why men have a lower life expectancy. That's just a food for thought anyway. You know, like living in this world is already hard enough. So I, you know, I'll urge the world to stop making life harder for men. So 100% well, pressure does make it, you know, it's way too high for men. In my, and that analogy, you know, if you study that analogy that I just said, well, you know, you see the explanation to that. Definitely. And that's a perfect analogy because like now we start to see the link between men being unable to fulfill their stereotypical characteristics of masculinity and their mental health issues. Because oftentimes, like they, I think Chris Rock said it, that a man has to be able to provide to be loved. And it's like when you think about it, you first say, oh, no, that's not true. But it's like, how many i'm not saying that obviously like it's not good to be a provider i mean you should i mean someone has to you mm -hmm. know but it's like how many men would be loved less if they couldn't provide you know how many men would be respected less if they couldn't provide like you have situations where you're you might be in a, in a university in a nice relationship but there's a situation there's a point where like with social media pressures of like oh this person can buy mm -hmm. this you as a guy you're trying to you're trying to get through your degree you know like there's life happening you know you know you're not exactly you know this is this is what you know this is what the females are feeding on and they expect they see these things and then they expect their boyfriend who's in in uni you know hustling to, wow. to be able to buy the same gucci bag that you know that jay-z bought for beyonce and then <laughs> and most of these guys go into debt trying to live up to these standards you know and this in this can hand in hand then lead to depression because they're so in debt trying to live up to a standard and now they they're looking at a 10k debt and thinking how did i get here and most people just think i can never pay this back and unfortunately some people end up taking their life for some of these reasons um which is why i think it's so important to talk about these things and raise the awareness because um, some people are not even aware of it, you know. And they, they don't know how, I think a lot of people don't know how deep it runs. They just think that, oh, this person like, oh, my love language is gifts. I want gifts. He can't provide me gifts. He's a dead guy. Mm. Done. And it's like, it's not, if, if it was that shallow, then fair enough. But you have to think about the case that once you start to kind of attach the fact that this person can't provide this when he's just a second year, third year university student, it then the connection to the person's uh, masculinity comes like shortly after because then you start thinking like, oh my days, like, am I less of a man because I can't provide these things? And a lot of people don't understand that that, that like this is a this is a real thing because it's like with with men and with with boys as well is that when you're at a at a younger age you're taught to like suppress your emotions yeah. you're almost like like you're told to like be strong be a man like be a provider you know you're the alpha blah 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 and as a kid that's fine like you can get through like um childhood like that you can get through like adolescenthood like that but when you're older once you start like seeing life from an independent standpoint. Yeah that is where it comes out because you then get into a relationship and you realize that you can't connect with another mm -hmm. person. And what often happens is that when there's a weakness, because maybe the person has hit the home that, oh, you're not making enough money, 
the the, the why it may, why it's really bad for men is because how it then comes out is anger mm-hmm. because that's the only way you can defend yourself because now your manly yeah, your manliness or your manhood or whatever is threatened and the only way you see to respond is in anger and that's why i believe like a lot of men end up abusing abusing like their spouses besides other issues obviously but like this one is like this is well, i feel like this is the main reason i haven't looked at the numbers but it down is to mental health because even like some of the things that men have to deal with growing up like say watching you know their fathers do the same thing and that's why if there isn't an intentional effort to raise awareness and educate people or speak about this more it is just going to keep passing from generation to generation because you have men with mental health trying to raise kids who then end up with mental health because the men that had it did not deal with it you know so it it is it's it's such a big topic like you can in so many things but like yeah like you rightly said you know a lot of the violence that you know that you see that translates between men and their spouses is a mental health issue however you look at it from whatever angle whether it's from you know um their childhood or just habits that they've picked up or like you said a, a physical um, lash out because of their incapability to be a quote-unquote man um, it all boils down to their mental health and their, their mental well-being honestly and it's so bad like I feel like Nigeria as a culture they are, they are independent like organizations here and there on a small level that do try to raise awareness for these things but I kid you not I did not know and or understand mental health until I went to university and I went to university at the age of 18 and I didn't understand and I didn't know what anxiety was until I was at least 20 and that do you know how crazy that is because in Nigeria right when you say someone is mental yeah that suddenly means that they're crazy you know like we see like you on the roads you see like a lot of these mad men walking on it and the the first thing people say is that oh this person is mental he's crazy and the next thing is that oh they're possessed and i've like when i went to union i came back and i thought about it i was like you know what what if this person whatever he has done had the support that he needed because some people like you can tell that they're speaking to people that are not there that doesn't mean they're possessed that's like what's that thing i think that's a symptom of schizophrenia yeah you know and it's like people don't understand these things thus there's no way to respond so people just say oh that person is mental and they leave them and it's like people i need and do you know what's crazy is that by the end of this recording in the uk at least one man as of um i think this was dated from like 2018 or so at least one man would have committed yeah. suicide god knows what the numbers is like i'm are like now in 2021 yeah. after covid and everything and in nigeria the numbers are even worse yeah. I think the number I think is three, is uh, this data I think three was three times as many women and uh, men as women it's, die by suicide each year. I think in England alone, I was looking at it earlier, it said that around one in eight men suffer from mental health problems, and that only reflects those that have actually spoken out about it. So that figure is most certainly higher. If you take that figure and look at it in a grand scheme of things, right? The world has a population of about eight billion people, and about fifty percent of those are male. This means that 500 million men out there, at the least, suffer from mental health problems. And like you said, that's not even taken into consideration the height of mental health issues in developing countries. 
So if those figures exactly. don't allow you, then I don't know what will. You know, I believe our generation has a lot to unlearn and we might not even be the biggest beneficiaries of it, but we can do better in raising awareness and most importantly, raising a future generation that is more in touch with their emotional and with their emotions and understand the importance of mental health. Like you said, I personally didn't understand mental health till like my teenage years. Like you said, we grew up in a country where you just knew madmen as madmen. No one really told you. Yeah, no one really told you what like things like you said, like mental, actual mental health problems, you know, anxiety, depression, all those things. Um, We didn't understand those until we came to countries like the UK to study um, then we kind of got an understanding of, oh, this is what this is actually, you know. Exactly, and we need to definitely speak about it more. And it's like another thing that we're like we've spoken about is the suicide, and it's like um, there was no accurate data enough for Nigeria. So I used the UK, and in the UK, right, the higher rates of suicide are found in minority communities. So that's gay men, um, black, um, the BAME backgrounds, yeah. low income. Um, men in low income and this is because of the major risk risk factors like socioeconomic hardship lack of social support history of abuse as a child financial reasons and you have and it's like i think recently i can't remember the guy's name there was a guy this was not not in the uk this was in nigeria there was a guy that committed suicide and you have people in the comments saying oh this guy's a coward that there's nothing that should ever like like make you um commit suicide that you should be able to do this do that and it's like you say this now but when the girl was going through it what was the support and what's funny is that it has no face it has no calling card like the guy from what he like his notes it seemed like his parents were like or his mom was loving and his brother was loving but sometimes that's 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 just not enough you know because there's a lot that goes on and the unfortunate thing is because people are not made aware of this and and were not kind of trained to detect these symptoms you never kind of speak up about it you just kind of go with it because how because if today a man comes out and says that oh i'm thinking about killing myself i guarantee you especially here 80 percent or 85 percent of the reactions would involve some form of shaming and some form of 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 like disrespect to how he's feeling because people would say you know, and what's worse is that as like Bible believing Christians, you have people that will say, "Oh, just go and pray about it," and it's like, like <laughs> if God if God wanted us, just go and pray about it. Why are doctors and experts there? You know. Well, I, I know. I think I think it, like you said, I think Nigeria is so much more, or like underdeveloped countries are so much more in touch with their spiritual side, often overemphasizing it and misinterpreting things and and tend to not um, touch on topics that are also as important and relevant. And like you said, you know, God gave us these um, people and these thoughts to help people. You know, God made us emotional being, gave us the ability to have empathy, to be able to use those. So if we're just saying, oh, by God's grace or praying for people, it's not enough to, you know, like, you know, actually taking action, you know, giving these people a listening ear and, and seeking and giving them the help that they, they need, you know, so. Honestly, and I feel like a lot of, like, 
like churches as well or religious um gatherings they need to i don't want to say the word raise more awareness but they need to be more aware of the fact that it's not some it's everything you can pray away yes but it's not something that you can't then tell someone to then seek the necessary help because ultimately you can pray for good health and everything but ultimately like life happens and you can get sick you know like covid covid isn't just for for unbelievers like you can get sick and what what do you do exactly so it's like you can't just say oh i pray away depression i pray away this it's like you can try to but ultimately we're 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 social beings in the sense that whatever is happening around us affects us so the way the country is difficult that is going to drastically affect a lot of people and people also don't speak about the fact that trauma is a major 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 risk factor that leads to mental health issues because people don't understand the extent of trauma trauma isn't just i was in an accident and now i can't drive cars it's that i grew up and my dad would beat me and when i would want to cry my dad would say no men don't cry men don't cry wipe away your tears and you don't and you never understand the value of letting go emotionally and it's it's really it's really bad because suicide is almost is always at the corner and people shame people having the thoughts like personally i don't know what my opinion is on suicidal thoughts but i don't think there's anything wrong in it because life is hard <laughs> like no one was giving you like life is hard you know and if you have suicidal thoughts you have suicidal thoughts there's nothing you can do about it but we should be able to it should be a privilege for us that hear about it that someone opened up to us mm. to say you know what I'm having these thoughts and I, this is what I feel like doing. And you listen because you don't have to, you're not a therapist, but you have to lend a listening ear and you have to say that, you know what, I'm yeah. there for you. And you have to understand the value of therapy. I don't know whether you've ever like been to therapy. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't have you. Use therapy. I uh, think I mostly used the people around me um, just being open and honest with the people around me, which is a form of, of therapy. Therapy is, it is yeah. what people forget is sometimes therapy is not really actually someone giving you advice. Sometimes it's just an outlet, you know, which is what we don't get generally generally in life. It's like most people are not willing to let out or they don't have people to let out to. And that's what therapists are there for. Obviously, they offer advice here and there, but a major, I think a major thing in, ther- in therapy is actually these people can actually get to speak up and accept how they feel, um, which is, I think, is something that you wanted to speak to, would speak to me about in terms of how I deal with it. I think most people don't even accept how they feel, talk or speaking out about it. You know, so I think that's what therapy is for me. So I personally, you know, turn to friends and, you know, and for people who can't afford to pay for therapy, this is this is an option, you know, find people that you can love and people that you can trust and, and people that wouldn't be there to make this the situation a lot worse, you know, people that you can open up to, you know, and first, most importantly, open up to yourself, you know, accept that you feel that way, you know, okay to feel that exactly. way and then, you know, speak to people. Find always find an outlet. Um, I think that's the most important. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And there's 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 nothing wrong in doing that because you see situations. I think this was many years ago. The main the lead singer, something Chessington of Linkin Park. The family said that oh he was like he was normal, he was happy, he was good, and like the next day or the next week or whatever mm. he committed suicide. 
And it's like you look at that and you see like on the outside, someone's looking good. They're doing fine. They're, he's making all the money. But you then see like for people that have financial constraints and that leads them to depression, you then see that making money isn't the solution mm. to the problem. You know, there's there's a deep-rooted problem that we people need to speak about. And that's why another reason why therapy is good because a professional will help you understand. And if you can't afford it, find people that you trust and, and people that love you for you and open up about it because I feel like people need to be given that outlet and they need to see that, you know what, if you're feeling mentally down today, that's okay. If you've thought about doing this thing, this thing drastically to yourself, that's okay too because the reason is why, and for men, we need to take away this whole, this whole um, thing about <laughs> big boys don't cry that mentality <laughs> like that mentality Maybe. needs to go because like because crying how when did like when did crying which is an emotional reaction become like you being less of a man like it's an emotional it's reaction like it's like saying being getting angry man, you... like what do people what is a man like what is yeah. and for me to be a man is to be human you know yes you're a man but most importantly you're human and human beings are emotional beings you know, God took a rip out of a man, not emotions. So feel more, speak up. Damn it, cry sometimes if you need to. Even Jesus wept. You know, there was some pressure emotions because you're a man. So my definition of a man is just another human trying to navigate life. You know, so I think it comes back down to understanding what a man is and understanding that men can cry too. It's, it's, it's totally okay to cry if you need to. You know, sometimes that's an outlet to, you know, people feel much better when they let it out, when they cry out, you know. You know, I think Exactly. You you feel that weight yeah. lifted up off you when you you cry. And it's like ultimately it's like we have to remember, which I feel is difficult, like a lot of the pressures are mm-hmm. made by society. And you have to remember that as a man, you have to kind of go at your own pace because you see Paul Pogba making 200k at 27 years old doesn't mean that's your life you know you have to be able to redefine what success is you have to redefine what being a man is and like I said being a man means being human you know and being a human means that you will not be the phys- you'll not be the strongest you might not be the smartest yeah. you might not be the richest but that doesn't make you less of a man and I feel like for this is for the men that are listening if you are in a relationship with any girl or woman that is telling you that is telling you that oh you must buy them this and you must buy them that and is actively emotionally abusing run. you, leave. There is nobody that is run. worth it. There is run. What's that run, mean? Run, run. Run. <laughs> There's nobody that is worth that. There's no because no, you no might one. not think it's affecting you now, but when you're you know, you know, right? Like know what you're worth and know that you the money you make, the your appearance, your beard gang or no beard gang, your height or whatever is not a okay. measure of who you are. Yeah. You know. And and it, it's we as a society, we need to get better at speaking about it because it's not a taboo. Yeah. It's not a shameful thing. Like being a man is being human, like you rightfully said. And we need to understand this. And it's like um lastly, it's like how do you think us, like we as a society can get better at raising awareness for this like i said i think it, it is speaking more about it being open being a safe place for people to talk and i think it's just not you know like when people say when you say how are you say it with intent 
you know, especially to men, like, where, like be a place where people can come and talk to you about. And as a man, I think creating that for the future generation, I think is very important for us to, to teach them about mental health and also um, help them connect with their emotional side. It's okay for it's okay to cry as a boy, and it's is even is is okay to cry as a man too. So I think we have we have a job to do in raising awareness, education, educating ourselves as well. Um, I think, like I said, for ourselves, it might be a long shot. We might not necessarily enjoy as much of the benefits if we start to do something now. But I think it's very important the, the, for the generation that is to come after us to um, that we start taking these intentional steps to to be better and do better um, as a society. I think that's it. And I think one advice I'll give to people, you know, in terms of, you know, when you're feeling down, accept it. You know, let's normalize saying I'm not fine as a man. It's a habit that even I am unlearning. And that is because you're essentially fighting yeah. the biggest problem when it comes to men's mental health which i think is suppression you know and the next thing try and understand it try and understand why you feel down talk to yourself be honest and open with yourself because only then can you do the next part which is speaking up you know you need an outlet talk to someone you know talk to someone you trust someone you love and someone who cares about you and your mental health cry if you need to you know like you feel a lot better i promise and take action you know this could be anything like going for a walk to clear your mind, seeking the help you need, even making that career change if your job's the problem. You know, I think this four steps for me help me when I'm feeling down. And, you know, it's, it's normal to feel down sometimes. We're all, you know, we all have some space for trash within us. But what we can't afford to do is let the trash overflow. And men tend to do that, you know. Just as you can't empty, just as you can't empty your trash at home closed, you can't empty that that is within you closed. So open up, find an outlet, let it out. Otherwise, it will build up and you don't want that rot within you. So I think um, that's it for me. I, I, I think, you know, take those steps as a man. And I think we are looking at a much better future for men. If we can raise awareness, be more aware of ourselves and educate ourselves and educate the generation that's to come. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to like, share and comment on this.